Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Today is December 26, and this is Coffee Chat with Camille. I am Camille, your host. Today's topic is what drew you to self-improvement and motivation. Our guest is John C. Morley, who is a serial entrepreneur, engineer, marketeer, talk show host, first responder, and motivator. He has left a link um, that you all, as my wonderful audience and listeners, can click on in the description here at the show. I'm at Blog Talk Radio. I think it's forward slash Coffee Chat with Camille. Or you can uh, Google Google me, Coffee Chat with Camille, and the show should pop up. At any rate, uh, he he is also a fellow podcaster, so we give each other support. His podcast is called Jay Moore Tech Talk Show, and on it he answers your questions about technology and explains the ways they should work and why they don't work sometimes. It is a weekly show to help you with all of your challenges. Okay, so I'm still waiting for um, John to call in because we did have a little bit of an issue with the scheduling, but I'm hoping that he is uh, able to make it. But if not, we'll just reschedule. Okay. Um, I was doing my research, as I generally do, with my guest, and I was fascinated by the fact that John Morley, John C. Morley, is such a um, multitasker, if I can say that. That's probably not even the correct word. He's like a (laughs) multi-multitasker. So there's so much that he knows how to do, and... um, I was just thoroughly impressed and thought that he should come on the show and talk to you all about um, tech, being an engineer, all of his businesses, and just what motivated him in order to um, have such discipline as to have multiple things that he's able to do and multiple businesses that he's able to run. And um, technically, I, too, am an entrepreneur. I think uh, all podcasters are such, and um, it does take discipline like any other uh, job you have or business you have, and there's so many tasks um, that we must conquer daily. And uh, I do find myself, up late, um, but let me let me see. I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue. I just want to make sure that because um, we're on. He and I are on different time zones. Also, he's on East, and I'm over here on Pacific time. You know, 
So I'm going to send him a quick message and see if he's able to call into the show and talk to us, okay? Because perhaps he forgot. (laughs) This is like the day after Christmas. So you never know, right? There's so much to think about. And this is just such a big holiday season for most of us. Um, and we have so many people that we're trying to contact and all all the way up till New Year. And then the chaos pretty much dies down for a good three months, I think, roughly three months. Um, so I'll just see, um, right now I'm typing to him, hi, John, I'm in the studio, and would love for you to join us, (laughs) right? Okay, uh, maybe he doesn't. Um, that would be uh, call-in number or something. Who knows? Anyway, if you're listening and you want to call in and ask me any questions or ask the guests any questions, the number is 516-39201. Again, 516-453-9201. Zero nine. All right. So let me let me see if we can um, all right. Let me see if I'm able to uh, get our guest into the studio right now. If not, like I said, I usually just go ahead and um. I go ahead and I reschedule the interview, you know. I'm going to go ahead into the studio. I'll go back in there. All right. Um, But I'm sorry, as I was stating or just um, talking about briefly is with the holiday season and Christmas, you have so many people that you have to touch base with. And sometimes you fly out of town and, um, you know, it's just full of, generally full of lots of uh, tasks to for people to, have to spend time to be close to one another. And that's what we really do need um, is to love on each other and to bring love back into America. Um, I, I called President Obama affectionately the uh, president of love because he loved on his wife, he loved his family, so... And he did all he could for the people um, with with what powers and support he had. Um, But, you know, I I can never know what it would be to be the president of the United States. And um, one thing I, oh, let me see, maybe this is him. Okay, hold on, all right, everyone. Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Camille. I've been in the waiting room for quite a while. I just kept calling back because you didn't hear me. Oh wow! I'm so sorry. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> no see. I didn't even see the call come through. So, but I'm so glad you're here, and you're here to glad join to be me. Here. <laughs> so, 
so much. I'm sorry about the uh, technical error, but I, I did no introduce problem. you. Thank you. Thank you Fantastic. so much. I, I uh, introduced you already, and then I really want to ask just a few questions. Um, sure. Uh, real quick here. I was so impressed with your website and and your resume, if you could say that, you know, it's pretty amazing. And so Thank the, you. the first question, you're very welcome. My first question would be, what made you start a marketing company? Oh, that's a great question. So um, <laughs> I have an IT company. It's now 31 years young this year. And we wow. develop, I'm an engineer that buys your green trade, and we developed security for Wall Street. But what happened was about 11, 12 years ago, I had uh, basically decided I had enough with the marketing advertising company that I hired when I wasn't even uh, in business. I was still in college trying to start Mm -hmm. a business between my money, my father's money, parents' money, paying for advertising marketing. We even have a customer. And so about 11, I'll be 12 years this year, I see it on us and not. And people kept telling me, John, you're never going to make any money. You're never going to do this. You're never going to do that. You never, 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 never. Everything's never. You can't market. You're not advertising. You don't have this kind of experience. I just keep listening and listening. And finally, you know, I said enough's enough. I had actually uh, been involved at my university, University of Hartford. I was in charge of the money. And uh, one weekend they said, John, could you stay for the entertainer? I said, okay, I'll be here anyway. So they asked me to to give a check to this gentleman, two checks for $20,000 in the beginning and $20,000 at the end for $40,000 total. So I said, well, what's this for? I said, oh, don't worry. It's all approved. You just have to sign it. It's all good to go. And so I'm having a little bit of an issue here with giving him two checks, even though they said it was approved. I just don't Mm -hmm. feel comfortable with this. So I did some digging on this guy. I'm not going to mention his name for professional reasons. But anyway, uh, he is a stage (laughs) hypnotist. And I said, I'm going to do my homework on him. And I did. And I found out what he does. He embarrasses people. I said, oh, no, no, no. He's not doing this on my watch. So I got up to him on stage when he came in. I said, uh, doctor, was his name, doctor. I said, look, I said, I'm going to be very honest with you. I did my homework on you. I know what you do. I know how you do the lemon thing and you bring people on stage and they, you make them to make a fool of themselves. I said, that's not happening here. So number one, I said, I've got your first check. I said, and this check will pass, providing you don't embarrass me. Otherwise, it'll go so high you won't even see it's disintegrate. And I said, you'll get the second check at the end of the show when I see you haven't embarrassed anybody and you've done a good show. Otherwise, if money doesn't matter to you, which is okay, I am just going to tell all the people that are on your tour next week, Harvard, Yale, Boston, I think there's a whole bunch of them, and they're magically going to call and cancel. So you're not going to have a tour by the time I finish next week. And so he took that very seriously. It was at that point that I decided I wanted to become certified in addition uh, to in hypnosis and NLP, and I took the Silla method, and I said, hmm. So I got involved with that, and then I started realizing, you know, I'm giving people good advice, but I'm not following my own advice. So I had gone to Xerox, who uh, we are actually um, – who we do business with, and, and you know, we're, 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 um, we're their client, and uh, – so for many years, I went back and I said to them, hey, Xerox, how do we become a mom-pop print shop? Because I knew that everybody that did marketing wasn't doing it right. They were sending it out to other places, and I'm not going to do that. And so uh, 
I said, I'm going to do this the right way. And so I went to them and I said, how do I become a mom prop print shop? They said, John, it's real simple, 150. I reached my wallet. I pulled it 150. I said, no, 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 150,000. I said, oh. Went to my bank, fast forward, fast forward. Uh, banks are supposed to say no. My bank said yes. So something was wrong with my bank, obviously. Uh, they said yes for the loan. But what I did is I came back to Xerox and I told Xerox that I only got 130000 when I really got 150 because I was still trying to be, you know, an entrepreneur and trying to get the best value. So I went over there and I said, you know, guys, I, will, I said, I want to tell you, good news is I got approved. Bad news is I didn't get approved for as much as I was supposed to. I'm going to approve 130. I said, let me just pay you for your lunches and your breakfast. You know, I, I can't afford the machine, but and I knew what I was doing. And they said, oh, hang on, hang on, just sit, have a cup of coffee. I said, I can't afford it. Don't worry, just sit down. They went running like a little kid to the, the manager's office, comes back to me, says, you're in luck. How am I in luck? I'm, I'm, I'm 30,000 short. No, 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 He says, he says it's, it's real simple. He says, uh, he says, actually, they're having this, um, uh, what was it, 130, 120,000. They're having this rebate this week and next week on this machine, anything higher, and we have a $20,000 rebate with training. I said, wow. And um, he said, you're all set. Well, let me think, let me think about it. <laughs> Long story short, I um, then went over to the marketing and advertising company. Unfortunately, still in business. They're in, in uh, New York. And I knocked on the door at 7 in the morning. I knocked on the door, and I said, good morning, guys. Uh, we had a great run, and we're done. They looked at me. So I feel early right now. It's like 7 in the morning. You want a cup of coffee? What, don't? No, no, no. I just want to say thank you. All right, let me see if I can get your sales rep. So we go through all this whole thing, and they keep trying to tell me that they're going to do a good job for me. Then they tell me that they have this multi-million-dollar advertising campaign. Would you like to see it? I look at them in the eyes, and I tell them, no. 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 I said, we had a great run. We're done. I said, maybe you don't understand what I'm trying to tell you. You're fired. You're fired. The whole entire company is fired. Mm. Well, John, that's low. I said, you know what's low? Taking my money for all these years and not giving an ROI. That's what's low. So Mm. for two years, I failed miserably. Okay, failed miserably. I've always been passionate about different things. I've always been into video. And um, I decided that I was going to get back into one of my passions. So I've been on, I originally was on Blog Talk many years ago. And uh, started with Jay Moore Tech Talk on Blog Talk. Then I moved away to a radio station. Um, now we have our own network. And then I also started another show recently called IFYL, Inspirations for Your Life, which is on our own stream. It's on radio. And now it's on Drive Time in Chicago uh, radio every morning. And uh, actually Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Tuesday, Thursdays, it's on in the afternoon. And it's Inspirations for Your Life Drive Time radio. But the reason I say this to you is that I knew that I wanted to do more, so I wanted to create videos. And I said, you know, let me, let me get more into this. And I decided that if I'm going to be a marketing company, I want to be everything. I don't want to just be somebody who just does something and sends it to somebody else. I want it to be everything. So we're a full print production, graphic media, digital design, uh, and video center, and photo center. And um, I got into that, to be honest with you, Camille, because nobody could do what I needed. Nobody knew how to market an IT company. They didn't know. Mm. They did not know. And I said, I can't do any worse than they are. And I could pay myself, too. Yeah. 
and that's how I started that company. And uh, no one produces more content than me. I think I produce over 600 free videos every month. Wow. I believe. Smart. So you have my link tree down there, but we have a simple way to remember that link tree because that's a long link tree. It's just believemeachieve.com. Believemeachieve.com. Okay. Uh, Believe and if you can see, you can't see we're on radio, but I have a hat, and my hat goes right to that QR code. And I tell people, if you want to improve the quality of your life, if you want to become better, you need to check out my content. It is free. Much of it is free. And so people say, John, well, how did you get the name of Believe Me Achieve? I said, well, I was sitting one night, and I said, you know what? Before you can do anything in life, you first have to believe in yourself. So I tell people, believe me, and you will achieve. But remember, believe yourself, and then you will achieve too. So when we believe, it's when the magic starts to happen. But a lot of people have mm-hmm. doubts in their life, and things are not the way they are, like whether it's their bank account or where they are or what car they drive or their relationship status. They base it on what they have now. But you see, those things happen because of what they thought recently in the past. If you change your thoughts now and you continue those thought patterns, you're going to change where you are. Mm. That's right. And so I got, yeah. I got very into motivation, and I just love to help people become better versions of themselves and to uh, inspire people uh, to just become a little bit better. Uh, recently, we just launched uh, JCM Academy. And actually, this January, we're very excited. Uh, we have our first master class coming, uh, jcmacademy.eventbrite.com. We have our first master class, and we do them every Thursday. And um, the, the theme for January is New Year, New You. We're going to share tips, tricks, and techniques to help you have a better you in your life. That's excellent. So it's a new you, new, what was the other part? The, new yeah, but it's, it's new year, new you is the theme for, for, for January. Yeah. Every month is a different theme, but it's jcmacademy.eventbrite.com. Okay, I saw that one. That's excellent. And then um, have you ever thought about writing a book? Yeah, that's a great question. So I started. It is not finished. <laughs> like I keep starting, stopping, starting, stopping. Uh, it is in the process. I'm hoping to. I'm hoping to finish that by the end of this next coming year. Um, it's got a few chapters okay. in it. I just kind of. It's it's something you know. Writing books, you can't rush. And uh, I feel that I'm still kind of growing into that space that I need to be in to write a book. But one thing I am a member of is the International Press Association, and I've been a member now six oh. years. And so this year is a kind of a, a caterpillar moment for me uh, in transformation yeah. because I started, if you look at BelieveTheAchieve.com, there's a section that says uh, John's Weekly Articles. So twice a week I write articles between 600 and 1,200 words that uh, one is about motivation and marketing and the other one is about technology. For example, uh, just to tell you what we wrote uh, just recently, and this is kind of like um, – a spring point that I believe is good because if you keep writing every day, then it's going to be easier to write a book, right? So I figured this yeah. is a good step that I'm taking, and I'm doing it consistently. So the last thing uh, we wrote about was understanding prospects versus leads in the marketing side. And on the tech side, the last thing we wrote about was Wi-Fi 6, operations and your health. 
is Wi-Fi 6 or Wi-Fi dangerous to your health, or is it not? And what we concluded is that Wi-Fi in general uh, would take over a million, uh, basically, in the frequency to cause you to have damage, like to damage your skin and things like that. And although, you know, Wi-Fi is only just about two watts, it seems like it wouldn't harm you. And although that's true, people can still get temporary side effects. They can get headaches. They can get nausea, uh, just depending on how they relate. And it's still not good to sleep under a router or near a router. So even though there's not long-term effects, they can still do things like, uh, you know, affect your learning pattern, affect your memory, because EMF um, still is part of Wi-Fi. And so our brains are highly uh, working with, um, you know, our our, uh, basically energy. And uh, the energy and the, uh, let's call it the electro uh, frequencies that we have in our brain can get disrupted by the frequencies from Wi-Fi. Wow. I did not know that. Wonderful. Thank you. And then uh, what makes you unique in the motivation and keynote space? Well, I think what makes me unique is that I pretty much set my own stage. Um, most marketing, most marketers, they most speaking companies that do speaking, they don't do their own marketing. They don't do their own advertising. They don't do their own anything. Um, they hire somebody to put it together. We don't. We, we, the Orbital Media, which is my marketing, advertising, video, and print production company, does all of the work for JCM Academy, example. Uh, and so, and also J Moore Tech Talk. And so, whether that's graphics, uh, you know, video production. And so, I think what makes me unique is the fact that I'm extremely passionate, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This week's theme on IFYL, so every week, uh, it started on LinkedIn because I have close to 5,000 uh, followers there. We launched a private little small community. It's comprised of a few hundred people. I think it's like two, 250 people, and it's, it's designed for people that want to improve their life. We, we started that last year. And... Uh, what we do on that is we broadcast to LinkedIn, to Twitter, Twitch, Facebook. And so I do that every night, uh, varying times, but I promise people that before I go to sleep, I will do the broadcast. So this week's master topic, which started on Saturday, and it's rolling all the way through to Friday of this coming week, is wow. entitled Exploring Holiday Traditions. Mm. So like yesterday, we talked about traditions in England about the crackers. Uh, that started, and they started from a candy company. Then later the candy company decided to get rid of uh, the actual candy, which is what they were trying to sell, and put little toy mm-hmm. trinkets in them. So the main thing they were trying to sell, they got rid of, which I thought was kind of, I thought it was kind of, I thought it was kind of funny. And, um, you know, it, it, you have to understand that uh, the reason people do things can change, right? And so mm-hmm. yes. who knew that a, that a, to- that a chocolate company was actually going to be, um, you know, known for making a toy cracker. I mean, would you have ever thought that? I mean, you know, it started, like I said, many, many years ago, and, and most people don't even know what a cracker is. Have you ever heard of a cracker before? No, I haven't, actually. Uh, yeah. So they started, like I said, a, a very, very uh, long time ago. 
they call them Christmas Christmas crackers is what they're called. And um, they have been a tradition for a very, very long time. The Christmas cracker was invented uh, by a London-based confectioner and um, baker, Tom Smith, who was around from 1823 to 1859. He set up shop in Goswell Road, Clerkenwell, in the 1840s, and Smith initially produced wedding cakes and sweets. On a trip to Paris, he discovered the French bonbon, a sugared almond wrap in a twist of tissue paper. He decided, because sales were slumping, that he wanted to add the cracker. Later on, they realized they needed to make uh, room for the cracker, so they had to make it bigger. They later put a toy in, but they discovered they had no room for the bonbon. <laughs> <laughs> and so you get these, we get these at the holiday time. And what we do traditionally on Christmas Day in our family is uh, we typically have filet mignon and we, we have like shrimp, uh, like uh, uh, cocktail shrimp and then filet mignon. But what we do before we eat, uh, we have our grace. Just after grace, we take our cracker and we pull the end and it pops. And then you get a little hat, like a little paper hat that goes on you. In addition to that, you get a little toy where it could be a whistle, a car, or a train, a little thing that rolls. And so traditions are very important. And I tell people, you know, that if you don't have traditions, you really should get some because traditions will help us with our lineage. It can help us appreciate the past. It can help us appreciate what we have in our lives. And it can really educate us to things that we didn't even know existed. Uh, I have to tell you, that's one of the best things I love about writing is that when I write things, I sometimes have to do research. Sometimes, almost all the time, I have to do research because – there's something in there that I may not know about. Yeah. And so when, when you think about all these things, you know, what's going on, what's not going on. I mean, uh, there was an article that I wrote, oh, gosh, qu- quite a few months ago. And it was actually about uh, the fact that they're going to be changing the lights someday outside, that lights in your desk and lights outside someday may not use electricity. Right, yes. So the way that will transpire is they're going to use a process from plants, and the light will last as long as the plant lives for many, many years. Mm. So there's always something interesting, something unique, and I think people, there's a good amount of people that want to yearn for that. Yesterday I started talking more about Kwanzaa. And the thing about Kwanzaa is I didn't know a lot about it, but I watched a story on the Christmas cha- on, on the Hallmark Channel, and I started mm-hmm. learning all about Kwanzaa. And I said, gee, let me talk about that in my show. So every day, because it's a traditions around the holiday, I talk about a different tradition. There's a tradition we mm-hmm. have on Christmas Day that we have a stolen uh, that's actually made originally from Germany. Now it's made in the U.S., and it's a, a very rich pastry dough. And it has all types of things in there. And when people say to me, oh, what the heck is a stolen? And um, there's a lot of people don't know, uh, you know, what, what, what is a stolen? They say, why didn't you pay for it? No, no, it's not that kind of stolen. It's stolen is that <laughs> it's a fruit bread, but not like a bread that you would think like a fruit cake because I don't like those. It has like yeah. spices, dried and canned fruits, uh, but it's nowhere near like a fruit cake. And it can be powdered or cinnamon. Um, mm-hmm. they call it a fruit-like bread is probably the best way. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, 
we give these out to our customers, but we have this for our tradition every single uh, Christmas day. And they call it, it has a, some kind of have raisins in it. But the thing that's interesting about stolen is, I don't know if you know this, but they were not allowed, um, based on, on the, the religion, uh, Catholic religion, to actually, uh, there was, milk was not allowed in stolen. So it wasn't until the 14th or the 15th century when milk was permitted. So stolen used to be very bland. And I think a lot of people don't get these uh, get these lessons. Um, you know, they they think that everything is the way it is today, but it's not. Uh, it's it's about you know how things have evolved, and that's what I love about the show is that there's so many things that you know we might know about today, but people might not know their origins. Yes. Oh. Okay. Well, look, it looks like the time is, uh, we have about 60 seconds left. So um, thank you for your uh, last uh, answer, too. And the, about I love this about the tra- traditions. And then where can someone learn and view the content of your product? Absolutely. So you can view content 24 hours a day. Just go to Believe, B-E-L-I-E-V-E, me, M-E, A-C-H-I-E-V-E.com. That's BelieveMeAchieve.com. You can check out all my great stuff. You can check out my articles. Um, and you can watch anywhere from a short video to a long video. There's so many types of videos and content flavors that are there that I think there's something there for everyone. Okay. Outstanding. So I want to thank, thank you so much, John, for joining me today and for your my pleasure. Um, wonderful expertise. And I just want to wish you a happy new year and hope to have you back on another episode. Okay. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed a happy and healthy new year to you and your family as well. Thank you so much. Bye for now. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. Okay. That was was Mr. John C. Morley. He's wonderful. And so um, I'm going to add in the description the Believe Me Achieve um, dot com link, okay? And uh, please uh, follow him. He has so many interesting things for you to be involved in, too. And uh, thank you again for listening to another episode. We're on Season 3, Episode 9 of Coffee Chat with Camille. Bye for now, everyone, and happy holidays. <laughs>